Welcome to the Black Girl Cry Podcast, a conversation led by mental health expert and advocate, Keandris. Each episode, we will explore life situations, including all types of relationships, what happens when your life doesn't go as planned, how to accept love, and the feelings that come along with all of it. Here, there is no shame when tears fall. We feel and we heal, period. Continue the conversation on Instagram at Black Girl Cry Podcast. Enjoy the show. Yes. Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Cry. Um, I'm so excited to be back with you. Um, I hope you enjoyed the first episode. I hope that we've been chatting. I hope that um, you got some good insight from that first episode of who I am and what I experienced in life. And it was helpful to you because honestly, that is my one and only goal is to be helpful and beneficial and not harmful in any way. Um, I want to just say my disclaimer again, just because before we get into a groove, you know, before we get into a groove, I feel like it's episode two. So we're not quite in our groove yet. We're still trying to get used to each other. Um, but today we gonna talk about vulnerability. Let's talk about vulnerability, baby. Um, this just full disclaimer, full transparency, because at this point we're like, we're close friends and I feel like, you know, a lot about me, you know, a lot more about me than most people at this point. Um, but which doesn't say much. (laughs) Because I didn't share a lot. I didn't share a lot the first episode, but I did share a lot. That was a lot for me. But um, yeah, so full transparency. This episode was so difficult for me to plan. I was like, well, I'm going to start it out with vulnerability because I just want to invite vulnerability in this space. And so I was like, I'm going to start an episode out. and It's going to be vulnerability. It's going to be life-changing. And then I started to like plan out the episode about what I was going to talk about and things like that. And I hit a wall. I was just like, bro, how do I speak about vulnerability here? Like, what do I say about it? And I'm like, honestly, I am in no way the expert on this topic. I'm in no way the expert. Like, I'm not an expert in any topic except me honestly but like I was like I am in no way the expert on this in this topic or in this space so I was just like oh my gosh what do I do but I was like my vision for the podcast is to start out with a vulnerability episode because I really want to like express the importance of vulnerability but like because I know it's important but like I do have a hard time actually being vulnerable. I do. It it makes me very nervous. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, This podcast is probably the most vulnerable thing that I'm doing right now. And I think the only reason why I'm really super chill about it is because I know I have the option to like never post it. But if you're listening slash watching, then you know that I posted it. (laughs) You know that I posted it and that I let myself be vulnerable. So, um, yeah, like this is the most vulnerable thing I think I, I've done this week today or like in my life, to be quite honest, because it's just kind of opening myself up for feedback and opening myself up for like things in my personal life to like be commented on, which again, something we'll speak about once, you know, I 
start divulging more about me and my life and my experiences is just like one of my biggest fears in life. One of my biggest fears in life is like saying an experience, saying my feelings and somebody telling me they're stupid because, uh, spoiler alert, (laughs) that's how I grew up. Stupid wasn't the word that was used, but, um, it just, it was invalidated. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh, if I tell people how my life experiences, like they're going to tell me I'm dumb and I should just stop podcasting. But like, you know what? We don't care. Just like I said, in episode one in 2023, it's dead. Okay. That is dead. All of the things is dead. So we're not, we're not worried about it. Okay. So yes, we're going to talk about vulnerability today. Yes. It was a difficult episode, but guess what? I got friends, okay? I got friends who will do a a lot for me and I love them and I sent them questions and we're going to talk about their answers. And so, and then I'm going to kind of give my input because I just, I was like, I have nothing to say, but then based off of their answers, I had things to say. So I was just like, because of their vulnerability, I was able to be vulnerable. And isn't that beautiful? Isn't that an amazing thing that whenever you kind of create a space for somebody that that they feel safe enough in that space to like meet you there. I love that. I love that. And that's exactly what my friends did for me. I love them. Shout out to you guys. I love y'all. But first I want to do basically like a basic, what is vulnerability? I feel like a lot of times, I think there's power in like knowing, like we talked about how I love research. So I always look things up. I need to know exactly what it means and I need to know exactly like why I'm using that word to describe this feeling right now. And so, and you know what? When I looked at vulnerability, I was actually pleasantly surprised because I was just like, to me, in my own words, I was just like, vulnerability felt exposed. But then also, I felt like how I was like being vulnerable made like, I felt like being vulnerable just meant that I was expressing my emotions. Like, I'm going to be vulnerable for a minute and like tell you how I'm feeling. But that's not the vulnerable feeling according to the definition. And I was surprised and I was like, oh, wait, that actually is how I feel when I feel vulnerable. That's actually how I feel when I'm expressing my emotions. So check this out. So the definition the Webster Google definition of vulnerability is the quality or state of being expressed. The quality or state of being exposed, excuse me, I cannot read. Um, The quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. So whenever there's an action and then there's a fear, you expose yourself to the possibility of being attacked or harmed as emotionally or physically. So for example, you tell somebody, I'm feeling sad today. That's you being vulnerable. I'm feeling sad today because you're exposing yourself to the possibility that they can say, that's dumb. Sadness isn't real. Don't do that. So if you think that you're not a vulnerable person, you probably are because Honestly, depending on how your innards work and how you interact with the world, you walking out of the front door is vulnerable because you're exposing yourself to the possibility of being attacked 
or harmed, not attacked. I feel like that's a very extreme word, but like you expose yourself to being harmed either physically or emotionally. That just depends on how you see the world and how you, how you interact with it. And if, you know, you deal with social anxiety or something like that. And so it's like, you're always being vulnerable and it feels like an exposure. It feels like you're walking down the street naked and that, that, mm, that feeling, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks sometimes. It sucks when you're not in a space where you feel like you're safe, where you feel like you can be naked emotionally. And like, honestly, sometimes that transfers to romantic relationships and like you feel vulnerable when you like don't feel like you can be naked physically with these people, with a person, um, just like in that space. My word of the year is um, vulnerability. I didn't mention in the first episode. I think it's very important though. I am a Christian and I'm a believer. Um, That is important to me in my development. Just because I'm a believer does not mean that you cannot be in this space anymore. You can be in this space no matter what you believe. Um, But I will mention faith and I will mention God and I will mention um, purpose in relation to God's purpose for my life. Um, so that's what I believe. Um, you don't have to believe what I believe. Again, this is an open space. Everybody is welcome here. So um, just praying at the beginning of the year and just asking God what he has for me this year, you know, what we're, what we're working on to get to that, you know, purpose because that's the goal, to live my life of purpose. Um, And it was just like vulnerability was just like one of those things. And I think, honestly, with me, I avoid being vulnerable at all costs, okay? I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to talk to you about my feelings. I don't want, I don't want your opinion on my feelings, to be quite honest. It was just like, I feel this way. And I had to do a lot of work to get to the point where it was just like, I feel this way and you're not going to change my mind about how I feel. It's like, you don't get to decide that my feelings aren't valid. And so again, we're working on it. We went from an emotionless, dead on the inside to so much emotion, can't regulate it to, I can regulate my emotions now, but I'm going to control who and where I express them. And so that's where we are. And I don't know if that's like, that's not my end goal. It's not where I want to end up. It's not where I want to stay, but it is where I'm at right now. Um, A lot of the time I do have a group of close people that I do express my feelings with now, but like in an open space, babes, you will not catch me. You won't catch me slipping. You won't, you will not. So, um, yeah, so I, I I am very I am very meticulous about who I share my information with, where I share my information. It's just very meticulous about it. And so um I feel like God was calling me to just stop doing that. <laughs> to stop doing that. I think to be vulnerable just like with the people that he's placed around me, I think in this season of my life and just kind of like, um, I think encouraging me to trust 
him and trust his plan and trust the people um, around me. So, and I, <laughs> let me tell you, sister, I've been struggling. I've been struggling with this. And like every single time I'm in a situation where like somebody will ask me a question and I'm just like, I'm fine. And they're just like, just fine. Why are you fine? I have a friend that did that to me. And like, it just like breaks through that barrier of like the core. I also like, I just want to take a pause for a second and I'll definitely have the friend that I'm referring to on the podcast because I love her. But um, I have a friend, she was my friend in grad school and she would always like ask how you're doing and mean it. I love that. And I think at the time when I was in grad school, I couldn't even appreciate it. I didn't know how to articulate my feelings or articulate like how I was doing. So I was like, uh, like she was like, how are you? And I was like, well, I'm okay. And she's like, well, why just okay? And I'm just like, there's so much going on in here and it's so jumbled and so like twisted around. And I just like, I want to explain to you every single thing in the five minutes that we have to, to speak right now, but I can't. Well, I'm just like, well, and I just picked the first thing that's on top of my mind. And I'm just like, this is what I, whatever. And so I was like, but I think the point for me is that she asked how I was and she meant it and she would press and say, why are you just okay? I want you to be excellent. I want you to be great. I want you to be good. And I just, I love her. I love her for that. I like, she'll just randomly text me and be like, how are you doing? Even though she's busy, baby, she bit and busy. And like, she'll still check in and text and be like, how are you doing? Like what's going on? And so like, I love those friends who create space for you, who like make you feel like they actually care. Cause I know that's a key for me and my vulnerability and like me wanting to be vulnerable is that like, I need to feel like you created space for me. Cause if I don't feel like you created space for me, then I'm not going to like step into that space. Cause I'm just like, that space is not for me, like that space is for somebody else, apparently, <laughs> but like, it's not for me. So, um, yeah, I struggle with it. I'm working on it. And that's why, like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode where I was, I was just like, I hit a wall where I was just, I don't know how to even start this. And I even now feel like I'm kind of rambling, um, about it, but yes, so I'm struggling with it. Um, but I did ask my, my friends some questions about vulnerability. Um, I asked them if they found vulnerability to be beneficial, like if vulnerability as a concept was beneficial to them, um, how often they're vulnerable, um, and then how they need, like what kind of space they needed to be vulnerable. And they gave me some very interesting ideas and spaces. And, and it was very interesting because like, um, some of them were split in half. Some of them were just like very sure in their feelings. Some of them were just like, I just like, I don't want to be judged. And I'm just like, I love that. I love that I have a very um, like different type of friend group where not everybody is feeling the same thing all at one time. And we can all kind of help each other in, in different areas where some of us may struggle. And so um, I want to kind of get into the like when I can be vulnerable. Because I think that is like, the main key is like, I think we're, we all feel it and we may feel vulnerable in times where, 
Um, we don't even intend to, but I think our intentional vulnerability um, happens when we decide we can be vulnerable. And so um, a lot of my friends were saying they wanted to feel safe. They needed to feel safe. So like uh, psychologically safe, physically safe. Um, a, a friend mentioned that she like feels safer with people who are also believers just because she feels like she can express all of her, all, all of her at one time. So it's like, it's not just like if I express to you, maybe something that God told me or something that, you know, I read in the Bible, my devotional or something like that. And like, that's, what's guiding me. I need you to understand why I believe that. And that helps me feel safe because I, I know you're not going to be like, well, that's dumb. Cause I don't believe that, you know, not, not that any of the girlies in this room would ever tell people what they believe is stupid, but there are certain circumstances, certain circumstances and situations where we may be in a space where people are, want to defame first, to tear us down first before they're helpful. So, um, but I thought that was very interesting and I, I never thought about it like that. Um, active listening that like, they need to know that you're listening. So like I was talking about with my friend where she's like, she created space for me and I knew she was listening because she asked questions. Um, she asked questions and she asked questions about me and she, um, even pride, even when I was just like, Oh, I'm just okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. And she's like, why just, okay. I want you to be great. Let's, let's get you to great what's going on. Um, so like an active listening space and also trust. So like trusting the people around you. Um, I want to hear from us though. Like, how do you trust somebody? We, I heard a speaker say like, the best way to gain trust in somebody is by trusting them, which I'm just like, but I don't trust them though. I don't trust them. You want me to trust them so I can trust them, but I don't trust them right now. So they don't make no sense to me, you know? And so it's like, but like the best way to, to develop trust is by trusting them. You just got to like trust them and see what happens. And like, if you can't trust them, I think that's the one thing. It's just like, we're afraid of like the uncomfortable feelings. The uncomfortable feelings are uncomfortable, like being hurt, being betrayed, feeling betrayed, being heartbroken. Nobody wants to feel those things on purpose. Like, I was like, I'm going to go and get my heart broken on purpose. Okay. No, nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody is like setting out to do that on purpose. And so it's really hard to like, to create a space in us to be like, okay, I'm going to trust this person. I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to see, I'm going to try to express my feelings. I'm going to see what happens. They could reject me. They could tell me that I'm dumb, but, and then I have to deal with those feelings, more feelings that I have to deal with. I'm just telling you what's going on in my head. <laughs> what's going on in my head is that like, if I choose to trust this person and they let me down, then that's another person that I have to learn how to forgive after letting me down. Because I do expect humans to let me down because we're humans. We're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Come on, Hannah Montana. But like, 
I have to like put that in a bank of another person to let me down. And I'm just like, oh, that's more work that I have to do or therapy I have to pay for. I'm just like, and so it's just like a spiral that I have, that I go down sometimes. And sometimes it's just like, you can't spend your life avoiding uncomfortable feelings. Because you spend your life avoiding uncomfortable feelings, you just end up not living life. Because to move forward, you got to move through some uncomfortable things. Like life is life. Life is not easy. Unfortunately, like I wish life was like butterflies and rainbows. Being an adult was butterflies and rainbows. Just like we thought when we were younger, we were like, I want to do that. I want to be a grown up because it's more fun than being a kid where people are telling me what to do. Yes, you can have ice cream for dinner. However, (laughs) your feelings are your responsibility. Your actions are your responsibility. Your life is your responsibility when you're an adult. And that kind of sucks sometimes. It's okay to say it sucks because it does. Okay. Um, so yeah. And I think that, um, we need to practice. Here's our homework again. You know, I love homework again, do it if you want to, don't do it if you don't. But like, I think it's an important thing to think about because I was having a conversation with somebody and they were getting frustrated about, um, they were, they're going through something and uh, they're going through a breakup. How people were helping them was frustrating to this person. They were just like, I need people to stop doing X, Y, and Z. I need people to stop doing X, Y, and Z. And I asked this person and I said, well, what do you need? And they were just like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I said, well, <laughs> I think it's really important for you to figure out what you need in the space from people so you can ask for it. And I, I think that is like such a crazy concept for us as people, as adults who grew up, however we grew up is that like, you can decide as an adult what you need and then ask for it from people. Weird concept. I know. And then those people decide whether they give it to you or not because they're also adults who have decisions. But it's like, you know, these people are trying to help you through something and you're just like, that's not what I need right now. Okay, so what do you need? So like sit down and think about like, how can I, how people can help you and be able to articulate the things that you need and say, so you can say clearly like, okay, that's not helpful. But what would be helpful is you just texting me and checking in on me. Like throughout the week, I don't speak to you. I don't speak to anybody. And sometimes I feel really lonely going through this breakup. And like, if you would just text, maybe text me and like, see if I'm okay or check in with me, you know, that, that will mean the world to me. And so it's like, people aren't dancing around trying to solve a problem in the way that they would want it to be solved for them or dancing around and trying to solve the problem, you know, whatever way, um, they're doing it in the way that you asked them to because they love you and because they want to support you. So, so when are you going to be vulnerable? You got to be safe, but you also have to articulate what you need from people to feel safe, articulate to people what you need from them to trust them and it's really hard if you try to do it it's like oh what do i need you know what my key you know what secret to life start in your childhood <laughs> start in your childhood and probably if you had a healthy childhood which i love that for you i love that for you in a healthy childhood what did you get 
from your healthy relationship with your parents or whoever your caregivers were. And if you had a childhood that was a little, a little maladaptive, a little, a little spicy, you know, um, maybe look at, start looking at what you didn't get as a kid. Start there. Cause I guarantee you that you'll have some insight and you'll be able to maybe be able to kind of like see what you need in people now. Cause it's something that you missed then. Makes sense. So I also asked my friends, I said, do you think that being vulnerable is beneficial? Cause to be clear, humans, we got to get something out of it. You know, it's just like, we can't just be sitting around talking to people about our feelings and like getting nothing out of it. What's the point, baby? What is the point? Nothing is the point, you know? And so, um, and I, I asked them if they thought being vulnerable was beneficial. And again, it was split. It was split in half where it was just like, I had a friend say, you know, well, it just depends. It depends on if I shared correctly, which I felt like was super interesting. It's like, so there's no benefit if you feel like you shared incorrectly, if you shared with the wrong people in the wrong space. And I feel like it can feel like that when pe- people react poorly to your emotions or to what you have to say, it can feel like, I just wasted my time. I just wasted my life. And like that feeling is completely valid. Um, But there, I believe that there is benefits to vulnerability. There can be benefits whenever it goes wrong too. I think, I think it, it's probably not as easy to get through. It's not as easy to persist through. But it is beneficial still. It, it it still teaches you something. It's still like the best way to de- develop trust is to trust. And then <laughs> if you're vulnerable with somebody and they <laughs> treat you badly or speak poorly to you, then you learn that you can't trust that person. That's a benefit, baby. That's a benefit. Okay. That's a benefit. You, you learn something about that person. Like if they react poorly to you, that's not your person. The person don't want to be there for you and you can move on. You can, now you know what you need to know about the person that like if being able to share your life and your emotions and your experiences with somebody is important to you in a relationship and you do that and they treat you badly because of it, you get to move on. You get to, you learn that hopefully early on in the relationship. Maybe it's not as early as you want it to be, but maybe it's early on in the relationship and you learn that about them. You take it, you put it in your bank and you move on. So that is a benefit in that it is the most painful benefit, but it is a benefit nonetheless. Um, but one thing that a majority of my friends said is that like, it brings you closer together in relationships. Um, I had someone say that it, it helped them be closer with their husband. Um, it helps you understand people. I think that's the key too. So it's not even coming from a selfish point where it's just like my vulnerability is beneficial to me because, but other people's vulnerability is also um, beneficial to you or because it helps you understand them. It helps you understand them deeper than um, what you know on the surface, because somebody can walk up to you and you prejudge them maybe, or you just kind of determine how you think their life is based off of, you know, your first few impressions. But once you sit and have a conversation with them, then you're just like, oh, 
I understand you now, or I kind of get it now. Um, they might not be your best friend, but you still understand them. Um, I, that did happen to me. <laughs> that happened to me. I, in grad school, a lot of my best experiences came out of grad school to be, to be completely honest. Um, that was kind of like a really tur- a, a turning point for me and just kind of how I saw the world and how I moved in the world. Um, and such. But in grad school, we take a group counseling class where we're learning how to conduct group counseling. Now, part of conducting group counseling is being a part of group counseling. And I went in there anti-vulnerability, anti, okay? I went in there. I was I was like, I'm not sharing my life with these people. I don't know these people. Why would I tell them my life? I'm going to sit here and be surface level. I'm going to sit here and not tell them anything. Like, I'm not I'm not doing that. Different girl. She was a different girl. She was a different girl. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so just kind of like anti-vulnerability. And I was like, I don't even like half these people in this class. I, mm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want them knowing my business. That is like, my key phrase in life is like, I hate when people know my business because they look at you like, I know your business. I hate that. Ugh. And so like, <laughs> so I was like, I don't want them knowing my business. And so I think the, the key thing that came out of me, came out of it for me was I wasn't even vulnerable in that space. Like I don't, they still don't know nothing about me. And like at that point, yeah, like I didn't really super open up. However, I got to know other people who were vulnerable in that space. I understood them. And I was like, it was people that I, I wasn't even friends with, people I didn't speak to. Um, granted, we had been in, the, the program had only been about a semester and a half. And so it's just like, but people that I didn't speak to, I then understood them a little bit better. And I was like, oh, Cause like, no matter how good people that we think we are and like, I do think that I'm a good person. I know that I'm a good person. I'm still kind of judgy sometimes. I'm still kind of like, I'm not really like going to be friends with that person. Cause I don't know. I don't know them like that. And so it's just kind of like, I create and like based off of how they exert their energy, I get overstimulated really easily. So it's like how you exert your energy is definitely like not how I exert mine. So I'm just kind of like iffy. And so like I pass judgment sometimes. I pass judgment on like how I think that they're going to understand me because they don't know what I've been through. But like in that space, I got to learn so much about my classmates. And I was like, oh, okay. We kind of can coexist. You can't understand me. If we ever were friends, we're, we're not, but like if we ever became friends, like we could relate on a, on a, on a level because I understand you now because you opened up and I applaud you for being vulnerable and opening up in this space when I couldn't. So being vulnerable is beneficial. It's beneficial to your relationships. It makes you feel closer to people. It's just like my term, like I don't people know my business. When people know your business, they know you. They know how to love on you. They know how to care for you. And like, if you don't share, then like, they don't know those things. And it might, dare I say, it might take away from the having to articulate clearly exactly what you need because it is hard sometimes to to say, 
I need this from you. I have a best friend in the entire world. And like, we've gotten to the point, we've gotten to the point where like, I don't even have to speak. I don't have to speak for her to understand the things that I need. And so because I've been in many vulnerable spaces with her, I've lived with her for a long time. And so she knows a lot about me against my will. She knows all my business. Okay. There's like not much that she can't know about me at this point. Um, And so because she knows so much about me, and this is not going to be every relationship that you have. I have one relationship like this, just one. And so it's not going to be every relationship that you have because it is exhausting to have all your relationships be these fully encompassing, they know everything about me, vulnerable spaces. It's so much and takes a lot of energy. But because she knows so much about me, because we've been vulnerable with each other so much, like... I, we know each other, facial expressions, body language, all those things. She knows how I'm going to react to a situation. That's how deep the connection is. And so it's just like eventually, and I hope that a relationship can get that deep for you, but you just got to let yourself bloom in there a little bit. Let yourself open up and you don't have to do it all at one time. You don't have to like trauma dump on somebody. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Please. You don't have to trauma dump on somebody, but it's just like a little bit by a little bit saying, Hey, you mind if we like sit and watch a movie or like sit and talk or like maybe put on a movie, you know, my secret to life is like putting on a movie that maybe expresses something that you've been through. And then have a discussion about it and just kind of get yourself to that point where you can say, well, that happened to me. And like, this is kind of how I'm working through it or this is how I work through it or something like that. And so, yeah, open yourself up, baby. You can do it. Um, and with that, I want to also talk about vulnerability hangover because, it doesn't come without consequences, obviously. So like being open and feeling exposed to the possibility of harm, um, it's a lot for you. And so Brene Brown, if you don't know who Brene Brown is, look her up because she's that girl, okay? She's that girl, especially in like the psychological therapy world. She's that girl. She got a lot of good things to say, okay? Um she is also not a, she is not a substitution for therapy. So go to therapy, read her stuff, but also go to therapy. I, I am a pro therapy. Okay. Um, but if you don't know what vulnerability hangover is that it's when a person feels like sometimes that they've shared too much, um, they may experience anxiety, um, or like fears that they risk to like too much exposure. So like, so with me in the way that I experience vulnerability hangover, I replay what I said over and over and over and over and over again in my head. And so there's some spaces where that doesn't happen to me. So like with my best friend that I mentioned earlier, like if I share something with her, I won't experience it. But in a space like a church small group, however, if I share something that maybe I haven't shared before or like something got pulled out of me and like I'm like sitting like whatever um, the experience is, um, I will replay that situation over in my head 
for like a week for like a week i i kid you not and so um and then just like experiencing like regret experiencing regret and experiencing just i my my biggest thing is fear that they don't want to be my friend now that they know too much about me that's my biggest thing is just like okay like what did i say what did i do oh my gosh i cried oh like uh like they didn't say anything at the time but i know they're thinking that she is just too broken she is too just like a hot mess and like she she, i don't want no parts of her that's my biggest thing and so um how do you experience vulnerability hangover and now that you have a term for it um yeah like how does that kind of manifest in your body and just kind of how can you keep that in check and how can we cope with it my healed friends my healed girlies my healed girlies which is like I I, I want to be them when I grow up okay I want to get to this point where I I'm sitting and I'm like oh my gosh I shared this and I'm just like you know what I don't care you can take it how you take it but how I feel is how I feel and that's on period okay and so my friends feel like that and they feel like they experience a, a vulnerability hangover but encourages them to continue being vulnerable which I find very 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 interesting because me myself when I experience vulnerability hangover I need like seven business days I need a full package transaction. I need to know exactly like, no, I can't do it. Like it's like a twice a month thing for me, but it encourages her to be more vulnerable. And I I think the most important thing one of my friends said is just that she said, no one can take away how you were feeling or how you felt. And that's just, it's like, I experienced this anxiety about it but I talk myself down because I talk myself down because I know that my feelings are valid and getting to that point. Oh, like I said, I want to be them when I grow up. If you listen to the first episode when I was talking about the suitcase and like, you know, I still explode a little bit. (laughs) I know that I'm only going to wear two swimsuits. I still pull out five. It's just, it is what it is. However, I only pull out one pair of shoes, my comfy shoes. So I'm, I'm growing, I'm healing, I'm not healed. And that's okay. We are in progress. We're progressing, not perfect. And that is like a beautiful thing. It's just like, if you were expected to be perfect all the time, then like, which a lot of us can definitely relate to is the expectation to be perfect all the time. Expectations that were put on you by people that were not you. Like, let that go. We are not perfect people. We will never be perfect. And that is beautiful. And that is just like the only thing that we can stand on at this point. So you'll never be perfect. You're not going to get it right every single time and you don't have to. But I want to hear from you guys. Um, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you have gone through, how you experience vulnerability hangover, how you cope with vulnerability hangover. If you have gotten to the point of, I said what I said, I said what I said, 
and you got to deal with it. Or if you're still at the point where you're just like, I share. And then I'm just like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing. I'm embarrassed right now. Or I'm scared they don't want to be my friend. Or I feel guilty because I, I don't want to trauma dump on people. I feel like every single time I'm vulnerable with people, I'm trauma dumping. And like, I want to know or any other experiences in between those things. So just share with me. I'm on Instagram at Black Girl Cry Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you cried today because you probably need it. Um, I love you guys and I will talk or see you soon.